0: It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, This is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. And happy new year as we are well into 2022. Probably wondered what happened to me, but not a lot going on uh, as far as uh, baseball or the New York Mets. They, they've made some announcements, and we'll get to that in a sec. But we are back, and it is 2022, a new year. Hope everybody had a wonderful holiday, safe and healthy holiday. We are still in the middle of the Omicron. Uh, pandemic, I guess you could call it epidemic, though people aren't getting as sick as they were with the original COVID and and the Delta variant, Uh, but nonetheless, a lot of people testing positive and uh, having some effects of the COVID, so stay safe, stay healthy, Uh, I'm Staying in the house. I don't like the cold, and it's bitter cold out there. So, um, uh, I'm staying in for now. But let's, you know, since we've been since last we were together, uh, some obviously some Mets news. They hired a manager, Buck Showalter. Everybody's favorite pick, Buck Showalter. Uh, Good pick for the Mets. He's sixty-five years old, but I think he'll give them the experience that they they needed. They needed a uh, veteran manager this time around. Somebody was that has uh, got a track record. Um, somebody that you know can handle the New York press. He's been in New York before, uh, so uh, good choice in Buck Showalter, and as the lockout continues, uh, Buck and, and uh, Billy Epler and uh, Steve Cohen have been busy at work looking for coaches, interviewing coaches, and while they have not formally announced any coaches yet... Uh, they have uh, contacted and it looks like they're going to hire, and it looks like their coaching staff is almost completely filled. There's a couple of spots yet, and that's what they're waiting for uh, an assistant uh, hitting coach, assistant pitching coach, they have to uh, hire, and uh, a bench coach, too, which is important. And. Um, We'll talk about that in a sec. But it looks like Joey Cora will be the third base coach, uh, brother of Alex Cora, manager of the Red Sox. Wayne Kirby will be the first base coach. He worked with Deshaun Walter for the number a number of years in Baltimore, so they know one another. Le- worked the last couple of seasons in San Diego as a uh, the first base coach and outfield coach, I believe. Uh, so uh, Wayne Kirby will be uh, in the is in the fold. Eric Chavez is going to be the hitting coach. An interesting story. He signed with the Yankees a uh, week before the Mets got a hold of him, and and as the assistant hitting coach, and the Mets came along, made him the hitting coach, and he took the job. So uh, Mets stole him away from the Yankees. So. That's a good sign. Always a good thing. When the Mets can steal something from the Yankees. So, uh, you know, so that, that, and of course, Jeremy Hefner is the holdover from the previous administration. Uh, But everybody likes him and likes the job he did. So don't see a problem there. And the pitchers all know him. So, you know, uh, it's not a bad pick there. So, Those are intact, as I said. Now, the main thing they're looking for now is the bench coach. That would be the first overall uh, body that you want to get in here. And it looks, by some of the names that have leaked, that they're looking for a younger guy, uh, maybe a more analytic, understanding, or driven guy uh, than Walter They... You know, that was the knock on Showalter, that he wasn't analytic-driven. He, he, you know, didn't like it. He dispelled those rumors. And, and uh, but he th- he's the type of guy where he thinks there's a place for everything, and I kind of agree with him. There is a place for analytics, but there's also a place for your gut in a game. That's why you hire a... Uh, an experienced manager, seasoned manager, who's seen it all. So, uh, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to have, as his bench coach advising him, somebody that's very fluid in analytics. And it looks like that's the direction. And a younger guy, if Show Walt at the end of his contract, maybe he wants to retire, you know. He'll be 68, 69 when his contract ends up. I believe he got a three year deal. I could be wrong about that, but let's say he got a three year deal. Um, He's got somebody to hand it off to, hopefully. So uh, we'll see. And again, uh, the uh, assistant hitting coach and the assistant pitching coach still has to be named as well. And once they get them all in place, I think you will see a mass introduction. Uh, to the public, so for now nothing. Uh, nothing is official, but that's what um, that's what's going on there. And the uh, minor, league, minor league managers were named for the twenty twenty two season, and it they look like this. Triple A Syracuse Mets will have Kevin Bowles. As their manager. Double A Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Will have Reed Brignac. As their manager. The High A Brooklyn Cyclones. Will have Luis Rivera. As their manager. He's been in the Mets system. Uh, Low A is St. Lucie. Is going to be managed by Robbie Robertson. So those are. The uh, minor league. Managers for 2022. And uh, we'll see. uh, What that is all, you know, rolls out if we even have a twenty twenty two season. It it's there doesn't seem to be a great urgency at this particular time uh by the players or the owners. Uh they did say they're gonna negotiate on Thursday. There is a bargaining session apparently scheduled we'll see if anything comes out with it but um, you know the the players uh, union has turned down everything that the owners have suggested so far and they've made some decent suggestions uh, but the own, you know the players want less time on free agency less uh, more money higher tax rates a higher ceiling or whatever they call it uh for the uh before the tax thing catch, kicks in and they want a minimum so sal- a minimum uh uh payroll so nobody can uh pay you know less money the owners they can get all this money from the pool and then not put it back into the team on the field. So, we shall see. It doesn't seem to be an urgency, though, on either side. That concerns me. We are in January 12th. We are literally a month away from spring training. And do they think that they're going to uh, be able to solve this by spring training and then... I mean, then it's going to be frantic with, between the free agents that are left. There's some big names still out there. Between them, between trades that people may, may, may want to make, uh, it's going to be a hectic time and a hectic spring training. So we'll see what happens. Now Let's take a quick break and be back right after this. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a PhD in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball PhD, a tour company for your brain. Thirty major league teams, one hundred places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com/slash. Musings on Twitter at Metz Musing's GM. And the Instagram is Mets Musings and on YouTube at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 516 619 Okay, and we're back, and here's some news that uh, just broke yesterday. The Mets are going to retire number 17, Keith Hernandez, yes. Lefty is number the Mets. His number will be retired next year during a ceremony on Saturday, July 9th, prior to a game with the Marlins. That is, again. Provided that we have a July 9th game, we may hopefully to have it settled by then. The uh, uh, the strike or the lockout, but one never knows with with the way this uh, whole thing operates. So, but Keith Hernandez, number seventeen to be retired. Now, of course, uh, there are other numbers people are saying should be retired, but do you want to get, like, the Yankees and have, like, everybody retired or or not? Uh, but the obvious choices coming up or that people believe should be retired are, of course, David Wright, number five, uh, and a lot of speculation about Gary Carter's number being retired, number eight. And I've seen uh, Dwight Gooden, 18 um, Strawberry. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Drop me an email. Let me know what you think or whose number, who else's number should be retired. Out of those, I would think David Wright, yes, I can see. Uh, complete career here. Should have played longer, but the injuries got to him. Uh, and really was uh, on par for a, uh, a stellar career, possibly a Hall of Fame career, Cooperstown. But uh, that got derailed by the back injury. So, um, you know, but we could see why David Wright, the captain for so many years, should be retired, number five. Uh, number eight, Gary Carter. You know, some people say, well, he wasn't here that long. Uh, but the impact that he made on this team was, you know, phenomenal. And, and one of the reasons, if not the reason, they won the World Series in 86. So that's something to put into consideration. What about uh, an Ed Crane What about number seven, Ed Crane I mean, Uh, You know, he was here at uh, the beginning in 62. He played for, uh, uh, what, 18 seasons, Um, played his whole career here, had a lot of the Mets offensive records before David Wright and Jose Reyes came along, still holds one or two offensive records, all-time records of the Mets would you consider him going in? He's in the Mets Hall of Fame, but would you retire the number? or Would you retire it for Jose Reyes? Do a combined thing. Uh, That's something to consider as well. I think the Jose Reyes part of it hurts because he left the team for essentially money and uh, came back, was not the same player, but... Uh, you know, he did leave. So sometimes that'll cast, uh, you know, aspersions on him or whatever. And, uh, but was he that important? Yes and no. Did he make that big an impact? Definitely. Uh, but it's, you know, it's all speculation, and it's who the fans want a lot of times as well. But there's another name, Eddie Cranepool and Jose Reyes, two more names. Throw that in for number seven. So, um, you know, there's lots of guys you could consider, but are they worthy of it? I mean, it's you know when you're putting their number up there with a Seaver and a Hodges and, uh, you know, Piazza, that's three Hall of Famers right there. Gee, that's nice to say that about Gil Hodges, isn't it? Three Hall of Famers right there that the uh, Mets have retired numbers on. Four! Casey Stankle's in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in 36, Jerry Kuzman, a great pitcher. So, um, but that's the speculation now I saw on social media. And again, they had four names on one site that they had... Picked and it was, uh, you know, what I said, Wright, Carter, uh, uh, three others, I should say, Gooden, and I think the fourth was might have been Strawberry, so um, lots to argue about there, and, uh, you know, drop me an email or a voicemail, and let me know what you think, and... We're going to close on this. Zach Scott, the former acting general manager of the New York Mets, was found not guilty in his DWI case that had led uh, to his firing from the Mets after a tenure of less than one year. He was reportedly, Scott was, ordered to pay two fines for traffic violations in the case. The verdict had been delayed as a result of Scott testing positive for COVID-19 in mid-December. It came. The verdict came weeks after Scott's trial on several drinking and driving charges. During their trial, Scott's lawyer reportedly argued he had not failed the standard test field sobriety test administrated by police, and the evidence from the police body cam footage also reportedly did not reflect the idea that he was intoxicated, so uh you know we'll never know man we're never gonna know but he did uh you know he was found not guilty and uh what he was guilty of traffic violations he paid the fines for so that's all the news we've got uh so far uh i ask you to subscribe and uh, go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the like button. It makes the people at YouTube, the analytic people, very happy. Makes me happy as well. And wherever you listen to or watch the podcast, hit the subscribe button so you always know when a new edition of Mets Musings is coming out. Haven't decided yet whether it's going to be weekly, uh, and, you know, with the winter and the lockout Not a lot to talk about But we'll try to get out an episode Whenever there is something of any importance To the New York Mets And uh, we'll see again if it'll be weekly or whatever But uh wanted to get an episode out And uh, to wish everybody a Happy New Year And let's look forward to 2022 so until next time remember to keep the faith stay optimistic and let's go Mets and I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings